This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Hey guys, this is Venice, and I've got a message from a friend of mine about my favorite podcast. It's your boy, Flavor, Flav, and Full Effect. Check this out, everybody. I want y'all to go check out TJ. What's good, everybody? TJ Johnson here from West from the Underground. I am the most handsome. Big ass. And I'm smoking my cigar, of course. You know what I'm saying? The judge. You pick me up in an Uber and a PT Cruiser, I'm calling Lip. Because <laughs> <laughs> they be fighting the power, talking about social issues, politics, you know what I'm saying? And we're not even that good. Right, we're terrible. Terrible. Tantus <laughs> all over the place. And not only that, but they be keeping the fun with the sports, music, comics, and movies too. Am I allowed to I talk? Think, I think no, not right now. Shut up, just... colonizer! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He on Twitter at VFU Podcast. So you can find them. You can find them. So check one two. This is Flavor Flav. Yeah, boy. Okay. What Flav was trying to say is, check out Voice from the Underground on your favorite podcast network. Voice from the Underground. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am cruel. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio, Kyle and Eric, and myself, Mike. And joining us from the realms of Marvel HQ, but not at Marvel HQ currently, hopefully, hopefully he's home, is Josh, tell me if I butcher it, Soleil? Hey, yeah, you got it. Nice. That's, ah, that's a first for us. <laughs> <laughs> Usually we murder it like, you know, teenagers in a Freddy Krueger movie. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. I always say uh, it's like Cirque du Soleil, so you got it. You got it great. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, you're a freaking genius. Because <laughs> we were... We okay, were Josh, yeah. Go ahead, Eric. We were, we were discussing this uh, before we invited you in. We started recording josh and and i i did make the you mean like cirque du soleil <laughs> you're genius and, and here you are it's like yeah <laughs> so i said i'll ask before show and of course i'm playing the intro going oh crap i forgot to ask 
How far we were too. So, you did great. Yeah. <laughs> so how's everyone doing? To start Good, off. Man. Yeah. Sure. I'm, I'm, yeah. So, I'll go for it. Well, me personally, I dodged a bullet because I had that thing called Durian. I mean Dorian coming our way. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The extent of my damage, I lost leaves on my tree. Oh, that's good. That's good, because a lot of people are dealing with some flooding right now. But definitely, I am, My all joking aside, with if you only understood here in Florida, we we joke to deal with the fact the hurricane's coming. Uh, no joke aside, hearts definitely go out to those in the Bahamas who uh, the storm oh. decided to take a vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I mean it's it, it was almost like cruise ship layovers late the time in there and I've seen the satellite pictures, and it's almost kind of like it's almost like a disaster movie. Yeah, where the island, or like Grand Bahama Island, I think, is completely underwater. Yeah, yep. yep. So, um, but like I said, we have Josh with us. He's a host on Marvel Live at online when there's a major convention like San Diego Comic Con, C two E two, New York Comic Con. Uh, he's also on Marvel Let's Play, where he covers a lot of the Marvel gaming news. Which which is something we all like. Um, yes. How is it you got got your start with Marvel being a host on some of these shows? Yeah, uh, great question. Um, so I was an actor for about 10 years from California, and I moved to New York about four years ago. And there was an audition uh, on the actors' websites for a host who loves Marvel, loves video games. And I sent in my resume and my headshot, and I uh, got asked back to make a, make a video. And so I made a video and I made a lot of like stupid humor jokes, like Batman jokes of like, wait, this is the wrong company type stuff. And just kind of talked about my fandom with Marvel and what it meant to me growing up and reading comics and the video games. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to hear back from them. There's no way they're going to go with someone famous. Nobody knows who I am. I'm just trying to, I'm an actor trying to make it in New York. And I got a call two days later um, from the casting director saying, hey, they loved your video. They would love for you to come to the headquarters in New York. And I was like, what? And so that was Friday. And so the weekend happened. And Monday I went to the uh, Marvel's offices. And it was like, oh, my God, it was a dream. I couldn't believe it. Um, I was sitting in the lobby with some other people that were being uh, auditioned. And I made it apparent to not wear anything Marvel on purpose because I wanted my voice to speak rather than what I wear. And I wore two specific colors, red and blue, because to me, those colors are the heroes of Marvel. You know, you see on Spider-Man, you see red on Iron Man, you see those colors, Captain America. They're like they're big colors in the Marvel world. And the person across from me was wearing like everything Spider-Man to like socks to shirts. And I was like, okay, cool. I think I made the right decision in not wearing everything Marvel. Like, I called him, <laughs> right? <laughs> like so you phone, weren't right? that guy at the concert. <laughs> exactly. Like at the Kiss concert where you're like all Kiss makeup and Kiss everything. And you're like, all right, well, that guy's definitely going to Kiss concert. Um, <laughs> and so I got I got into the, to the room and there's four people in front of me. Um, and we just talked. Uh, we talked about things that I love. Lord of the Rings, board games. Um, during this time, uh, Game of Thrones was going on. So we talked about Game of Thrones. We talked about Risk, one of my favorite board games. We talked about Patrick Rothfuss. We talked about um, staying up all night and playing Super Smash Bros. as kids. And just talked about all things gaming. And, and I just basically nerded out with um, these individuals. And we had a great time. And then they put a controller in my hand. They said, play um, this video game. 
game and we want you to talk um, while you while you play. And so we played and talked while the camera was rolling. Uh, and I was like, wow, I've never had an audition before where they asked me to play a video game. <laughs> this is wild. This is awesome. And they said, hey, we'll let you know in a couple days uh, what we think. I said, great. Thank you so much. And I left. And three days later, um, I didn't hear anything back. I was like, oh, you know, it's probably that's probably what it was. I'm so used to in the acting world. You know, you don't really hear back from them. They kind of just like, you know, that's kind of it. But at 8 p.m. one night, I got an email saying, hey, we loved you coming in. We'd love to bring you in a second time. Um, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This is actually happening. This is freaking, I'm freaking out. So I go back in and I'm sitting across um, from a lady who has been in the hosting world for like 10 plus years. Uh, her name was Je- her name is Jess Brohard. Um and we started talking and I realized that how much experience she had in the gaming world and she hosts like Call of Duty and like Europe and stuff. And in my head, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to win this. There's no way I'm going to win out from somebody who has 10 years plus of experience and who is also a woman in, in gaming because, you know, I'm all about diversity and giving, um, you know, um, jobs and opportunities to, to different ethnicities and especially women because they don't have as much opportunities as men do. Um, and I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm done. There's no way. And I made a joke and and the person who was ha- casting came in and was like by the way uh, you guys will be working together and i was like what oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. i was floored i couldn't believe it like, we were laughing about it um because they're like josh you bring the energy and the video game and the marvel knowledge and jess you bring the experience and the hosting and and the the professionalism because uh, i've never done hosting before at that time i was all acting and we toured the offices, we checked it out, um, and they're like, okay, we're not finalized yet. We need to film you guys one more time together, which we did. Like, we'll let you know, this was Friday, we'll let you know on Monday. It's like, okay, cool. And I'm like freaking out. They're like, this is the Captain America conference room, it's the Spider-Man conference room, and I'm freaking out. And Jess is like, okay, cool, that's awesome, nice. Like, super casual, like, she's been in the business for plenty of years. <laughs> like a kid at a candy store, like, salivating. Like, <laughs> there's like a streak of saliva, like, following me. Um... <laughs> And so we leave, and I'm like, do you think we got it? Do you think we got it? Jess is like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'm like, how can you be so calm at a moment like this? Um, and so Monday happens. I don't hear anything back. My friend works at a hot chocolate bar where they serve hot chocolate. Uh, I love hot chocolate. It's like my thing. And um, I was like at the bar. It was like 9 p.m. Didn't hear anything back. I got a phone call letting me know that I got it. And I started crying in the middle of this hot chocolate bar. And this family was like, is he okay? Like, what happened? And my friend's like, yeah, he just got really good news. And I'll never forget that moment. Uh, And that was February of 2016. No, 2017. 17, 2017. When I got that, yeah. That is awesome. Man, that's amazing. That's a great story. (laughs) Thank you. I couldn't, I still can't believe it to this day. (laughs) Just remember it, folks. You're hearing it here about a guy ugly crying in a hot chocolate bar because he got a sweet gig. Exactly. Literally. And, I, I, think, I mean, that's it, that's not a reason to cry. I don't know what is. I'm just... <laughs> Dude, all I'm saying is I would be ugly crying right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's something that you dream of um, that you never ever think would ever happen. I never thought hosting was a career. No one ever told me, hey, you know, you can be a host. That's never been a, an option. It's always like acting or bust in my opinion, in my mind. So this has opened up so many doors, and it's it's a dream. It's a dream come true. So, and this is coming from somebody who has done who's done Shakespeare and yeah. um, and, and Death of a Salesman, and <laughs> and, and it, probably my favorite improv. 
Someone's been looking at my website. Uh, well, you know, some people do their homework. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. That's really nice of you. Hey, I'm sitting right here. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the appropriate time to start asking the gaming questions. So that's okay. <laughs> you like a list. Like, your favorite suit is in Spider-Man for PlayStation? Yeah. Oh, ooh, okay, good question. Oh, man. Sorry, so the, the suit I used the most was the stealth suit because I love going stealthy. Uh, that's some of my favorite things in video games, um, trying to not have anybody see me. So stealth was was definitely one of my favorites. Um, another favorite of mine um, was the Spider-Man um, Marvel Studios Spider-Man uh, Homecoming suit. I thought that was beautifully yeah. done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the, they gave you such a wide selections of suits that was just unreal. I've never played a Spider-Man game where it's just like I could just play the suit for five minutes, then switch over to another suit for five minutes. It was like a buffet of suits. It's like great. <laughs> I, I, I it, it depended on what mood I was in. It was mm-hmm. weird. Like if I was in a if I was in an aggressive mood, then you know I might I might do the Spidey Noir suit. Yeah. <laughs> but if I was feeling this, I don't know. It was weird. Sometimes if I was feeling nostalgic, I I wouldn't even necessarily go to the cell suit. I I would actually go to the Stark suit. Mm. You know, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Like, I I can play that game, and uh, you know, if my mood changes, like you said, I can go and change the suit, and heck, may even change what you know what special abilities I have. So it's it's awesome. I love that game. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna say. They need to hurry up and put this out on PC. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. You still haven't had to play that yet. No, no. no the sadness uh, in his voice. Well, you know, that's I, not acting either. That's not acting. I, I finished it on the day that Stan died. Oh, oh, I, yeah. That was the day I finished that game. So, I mean, actually, that was, uh, you know, towards the end when Aunt, when the thing that happens to Aunt May happened to Aunt May. Mm. So, okay. So ugly spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, I'm 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 ugly crying now. My wife, who was watching me play, she's ugly crying. Mm-hmm. And then you know, okay. So then you know the game is over, and you know it's good. And you know I I watch the extras, and I'm you know and I'm going to give myself a little time before I start doing the, the DLC. And then we got that news. So oh. then I'm like, I I'm like I, I could. Could there could there have been a more perfect time for me to finish that game? You know. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, the Scarlet Spidey suit is one of my favorites as well. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean the Stark suit. There's so many. There, you can't go wrong. It's exactly what you said. Like it's how you're feeling. Like, I mean, twenty ninety nine. You know, Miguel O'Hara, oh. one of my favorite Spider Man. So, yes. Yeah. See, I personally like the suit that they specifically designed for the PC game. That's only available on the PC game. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just trying to feel like I belong in, in this particular <laughs> conversation. I, I will say the white spider took a little bit of getting used to, but I like it. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I agree. Because you've never really seen that before where a game developer creates its own Spider-Man costume. So I thought that was a huge like thing for Insomniac Games to do because, I mean, Marvel doesn't treat, you know, costumes lightly. It's like you have to, you have to be like an amazing artist or someone, you know, to trust in Spider-Man nonetheless to create a suit. And they did it wonderfully. 
when how early did you get to play the game or get to see the game before it was released? Oh, that's a good question. Let me think back. Um, I think I didn't get to play it until it was released. Oh, yeah. Um, because I don't I don't have um any access to like you know what they have in terms of developing the game. Okay. So I think my first time playing it was me getting it on on the PlayStation Four. Um, cause was it? Cause when did it come out? Cause I know there was a, a New York Comic Con. We played it, but that was after the release. We played it on stage, so I've already been uh, playing it plenty of times for that. So I didn't play it till it came out. Didn't it? Was it a? Was it about a year ago that it came out? Yeah, because yeah, last, September last year. September, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Let me check the release date. Yeah, because I, I I remember getting I remember getting the game as soon as it came out. Yeah, but you know, and I, you know, because well, I know I have other things I have to do. I didn't get to devote as much time as I wanted. That's why it took me months to finally get through it. But it was so worth it. Like honestly, it was an amazing story. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It was wow. Yeah. I mean, I think this is one of my favorite Spider-Man stories. Period. Yeah. I mean, you get the, you know, you count in movies, TV, uh, animated, whatever. I mm-hmm. think this is this has definitely got to be top five storyline. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, what they did, just the, the sense that you're friends with Otto the entire time and watching this man decline into in, into this depression, anxiety, whatever you want to call it, was so captivating because you're just yeah. waiting for it. I mean, you started off, you say, oh, no, he's working for Otto Octavia. And you know he's going to be a villain. You 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 only think of him as a villain, mm-hmm. but then as the story progresses, I mean, you're actually rooting for him. It's like, come on, you can do this. You can beat this. You can be better. Yeah. And, and it's and it's just heartbreaking to see him become the villain. You knew he was probably going to be all along, and I think that's one of the strengths there of the story. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're rooting for him. You're, you're basically. I felt like Spider Man in that game. I had hope in entire time and that's and to me that's who spider-man is no matter what he always has hope he always has resilience and he'll always see the good in you yes it was it, you know and it was it, it really was heartbreaking especially as you neared that that final battle you know and it's just like i, I don't know it's weird like you knew i knew what was happening i knew what was going to happen you know, but and that that just uh, that's just no. I credit that's a I credit the you no know, phenomenal writing that no regardless of how knowing the story, knowing what was going to happen, it still affected me on a personal level. You know, and I I felt like you know as much as it felt like a cinematic experience, I want I I want to see this at least in a trade somewhere at the very least. I want to see this. No, well, they're he, doing it. They're doing it right now in in, in comics run right now. Currently, um, I think it just ended where they brought Marvel Spider Man on PS4 into the comics. Yeah, because uh, there's a spot. There's a there's a frame, a panel where Miles Morales is showing PlayStation Spidey all these options for like additions to the theme. How about this guy? He's like a he's on the police force. He's a grizzled veteran, and he just goes Spider Cop actually exists. <laughs> 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 you can't you can't believe how happy this makes me. <laughs> he makes his own rules. He makes his own rules. <laughs> I have a bad feeling about this. 
right. So now, now, do you on on your show? Do you talk all Marvel games? I mean, I I was reading up and I saw I saw that you discussed um, Future Fight. But are there? Do you look at other Marvel games as well? Like now, Strike Force or? Yeah, uh, good question. Um, when it comes to Marvel Let's Play, um, we pretty much stick with we stuck with uh, in the beginning Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, and then it went to Marvel Spider-Man on PS4, um, and then it went to Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3: The Black Order, um, and we basically would bring in um, celebrities or stars uh, and interview them uh, while playing video games. Like they would be playing the video game while we would be talking to them. We also did um, Marvel Lego uh, Super uh, Marvel Lego Superheroes 2 as well. I love that. Game. Yeah. Oh man. Such a good game, and if if you have a family, it's just the perfect sit down with your kids and just play Legos. Marvel Legos team up, amazing. Uh, I love the, the Lego games because they they honor the source material, but they're not very serious about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that is just kind of like it's it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Arthur Parsons does a fantastic job with that. The humor um, in that it's yeah. I mean, Lego's always been great, and the ability to incorporate Marvel into the Lego world or Lego into the Marvel world is just it's a slam dunk um, but yeah to answer your question um, yes yeah, so we bring in uh, celebrities and we, and we play um, those um, titles that I feel like may be more easier um, to play because it's easier in terms of like production to hand someone a PlayStation 4 controller or a Switch controller and say you know here's the screen go for it um, but we also do tons of right now we're doing a Marvel um, Contest of Champions uh, Summoner Showdown right now for nine weeks where we're flying three people from across the country into Marvel offices to play live for nine weeks and one winner each week gets flown into New York Comic Con to compete. Oh, cool. Uh, nice. nice. Yeah, it's every Wednesday's 4 p.m. Eastern time. We just did week six this week, so week seven is next week, um, September uh, September 11th. Um, so that's going to be... It's, it's wild. It's been crazy because Marvel has never done anything like this before in terms of a tournament, in terms of video game tournament, where we do you know nine weeks of this. It's, it's beautiful. The gaming... The Marvel gaming community is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, especially what Marvel Games in L.A. is doing right now with all these games. I mean, you have Marvel's Avengers. You have Marvel um, Iron Man VR. Just it's it's amazing. OK, so you mentioned bringing in celebrities uh, to play games. Who who sticks out in your mind as being some of the better gamers? Oh, good question. Um, so it's so funny just to the hardest thing is to answer questions and play video games at the same time. I don't know if you've ever <laughs> been in a situation where someone's asking you questions and you have to answer but you're focused so much especially you know where you're swinging around as spider-man you're like whoa man like why ask me questions let me just swing around come on um <laughs> sam richardson was definitely one of my favorites um he's a big improviser he's he's on veep um he he, he and i were laughing the entire time and i because i'm making this joke whenever i made him laugh i'd be like sam how many uh, how many friends do you have and you'd be like two i'm like can i be your friend he's like let me think about it be like at the end of the stream i was like sam how many friends do you have he goes three and then he looks at me and I'm like, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like goofy stuff like that. Um, I'm a big football fan. Um, uh, Nick Foles. Uh, we had Nick Foles like the second episode. We had Nick Foles, um, the quarterback of the Eagles previously. Now he's in Jacksonville Jaguars. And that was wild to have. Um, we had Richard Jennings, uh, the New York Giants running back back in the day. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, we've, we've had MKTO. We've had a, a bunch of people um, come on. And it's been great to 
to meet them and, and get to play video games with them because that I'm, who'd ever thought that would be a thing now my question <laughs> is that you, you you say you you're trying to set up easy video games for anyone to just pick up a controller and play what is it like when you bring someone in such as host of up up down down <laughs> and one half of the wwe smackdown tag team champions austin creed aka xavier woods xavier woods yes uh, so I actually met Xavier Woods when I did a stint at Microsoft first. Uh, we did a Sega tournament, and that's where I met him. Um, and then we started, that kind of started our, like, friendship, I guess, if you will. Um, and now I've been seeing him around at New York Comic Cons and uh, through Marvel stuff. I mean, that guy is fantastic. He is the, one of the nicest, funniest guys, the most energetic people I've ever met. Um, and you put he, easily, you put a controller in his hand, he is not, he's going to talk smack to you and still beat you at the same time. <laughs> he, he can walk the walk and talk the talk. <laughs> so do, do you amp up the, the, the game level or game intensity on him, knowing uh, that, or, or do you just... We'll start him off, e- good question, we'll start him off easy, we'll start him off, depending on the game we're playing friendly for example for spider-man we'll start them off on friendly and then if they're like wait a second this is way too easy then they'll then we'll amp it up for sure um we had uh, uh we had a, a person earlier um who we had it on um medium and he kept on dying <laughs> or he kept on getting game over <laughs> i should say um and like, i'm in the middle i was like you know what i'm gonna make it i'm gonna make it friendly for you and he's like no no come on don't make me look bad <laughs> um and then he he still lost on friendly but hey it's okay <laughs> <laughs> and that guest name was tom holland <laughs> you're right that'd be hilarious and josh never had a job ever again <laughs> 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 now, first movie premiere that you have worked for Marvel was what? Uh, Marvel Studios Avengers Endgame. The biggest premiere was my first premiere. <laughs> oh, no pressure there. No pre- Oh, my gosh. The nerve. Of, like, so, man, like, uh, it was the first time it was at an LA Convention Center, which no one's ever done. And, my, and Disney's never done a, a movie premiere there. They built the very own theater inside this place wow. for the screening. Uh, I, I remember getting the email like hey do you want to come play with us in la and i'm like what excuse me like you're inviting me me josh light to avengers endgame like is are you serious like <laughs> you know what um and i mean i like to think that i don't get starstruck but i mean if you're in a room with all of these people that have, for the past 11 years made these amazing movies you're gonna get starstruck you're gonna get you're gonna, gonna get nervous you're gonna get um not scared but like so excited and energetic and the thing with hosting is you want to be as professional as possible you want to make sure you're not mumbling and uh, you know talking over anybody um, and so I remember getting there and it was gorgeous. Just, it was a huge venue. Um, I got to interview Kevin Feige, Kevin Smith, uh, Victoria Alonso, um, Alan Silvestri, the composer. Um, just being able to share the space with these amazing people and then see the movie with them, surrounding them, um, and then going and then enjoying the after party with them. I was like, who am I? This is not, this is not a normal situation for me to be in. Um, yeah, uh, so funny story um after 
after we started finished filming and before the movie premiered, we I went to the bathroom and there was Chris Pratt just you know going to the bathroom, um, and I was like, you know what, you know this is cool, great, awesome. So I'm using the bathroom next to him and he starts singing, he starts singing "Change Gonna Come." Uh, he's like, I was born by the river, and I'm like, I have two options in this moment. I can just ignore him and keep doing what I'm doing, or I can sing with him. I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna sing with him. This is gonna, <laughs> of course, I'm gonna sing with him. So I start singing with him, and we start we lock eyes as we're going to the bathroom and singing at the same time and i was like this is ridiculous what is happening uh and we laughed and he's like thanks for singing with you man i'm like yeah enjoy your movie and that was that and that's my story of how i sang and urinated with chris pratt <laughs> my diagnosis is that you've experienced a severe anxiety attack <laughs> i'm surprised he wasn't singing hooked on a feeling but i know just... right right but the energy in that space is everyone is just thrilled and 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 so happy because it encapsulated 11 years of Marvel Studios. Um, yeah, there was nothing like it. Um, and uh, luckily, I was, I was, it was, we were filming with, I was filming with Ryan Panagos for This Week in Marvel. And that man is amazing. He knows so much. The amount of knowledge that man knows is, is captivating. It's unreal how much Marvel knowledge he knows. But I was so lucky to be, be a part of it with him. And, you know, he was my coach, basically. When I got hired, it was him and me. And he was like coaching me through it, uh, through everything, through, throughout Marvel. Uh, like what to say, what to do, how to act. Because uh, you're representing a really big company, and you know you want to make sure that um, everything is is right. So yeah. Okay. Now, doing the world premiere for X Men Dark Phoenix was that kind of gloomy, kind of knowing what was coming. Interesting question. Um, I wouldn't say it was gloomy. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I think everyone there was was. So the, I started in the beginning with the fans. Um, I did a bunch of stuff with the fans, and the fans are cosplaying, and they're so happy to be there. Um, and then I moved over to arrivals, and so I would announce when um, stars would come in. And so funny. Um, something I'll never. Forget forget um uh so evan peters um in the movie uh who plays quicksilver uh i was a little bit nervous at the time because there's so many uh stars coming in i said peter evans um and all of twitter not all of twitter but a lot of twitter decided to just jump on me <laughs> for, right, for right reasons right reasons <laughs> one guy was like you had one job josh one job <laughs> and there's always that moment where you're like do i respond with like a laughing face or i respond with like a i tried my best i'm like no just ignore it um but you do one thing wrong you do everything right and then one thing wrong uh but no i wouldn't say it was gloomy at all um i think all of the stars that were there were so happy to be there and showcase the movie and i think it was a sense of like excitement for the future for a lot of people um especially you know uh for myself just like saying what's going to happen next and where, where where things can go um but no when it comes to premieres everyone's really really happy and they love it and they're there for the fans really you know, you see James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender going down the entire line, signing everything for fans. And they don't have to do that. Nobody has to do that. Um, so I think the majority of it is like, you came out here to see us. And thank you so much. We want to give back to you somehow. So, yeah. Okay. okay so I got to ask, Disney Day at Sea. <laughs> So you, um, you've got, yeah. you've done you've done the Endgame premiere. You've done the Dark Phoenix premiere. How is a, a day at sea like something like that or different? 
So uh, Disney Day at Sea, we filmed um, at the Marvel offices uh, with uh, people from Disney uh, recording basically information about Marvel heroes. Um, we'd have a script and we'd read it uh, into the camera for a video that would be played on Disney cruises for Marvel Day, um, showing fans who don't know much about Marvel characters who they are. Uh, so I was actually more nervous that day than I was at like the Endgame premiere because now this is my first time working with Disney people um, and I want to be the best I can be um, and so the script was probably like five to six maybe seven pages uh, and I was the first one to go so I read all of it um, and I was like you know if you're flubbing you got to redo it if you you know if you skip a beat you got to redo it any word you miss any word you you don't hit you got to redo it and it's their time too and the thing in my back of my head is I don't want to waste their time uh, but yeah apparently it got played in Disney cruises and I heard it was a lot of fun Ryan got to go out and on a Disney cruise for the Marvel day and he loved it and he's like you guys are great um, but yeah it's somewhere out there um, on a Disney cruise for Marvel day so if you ever anybody listening on a Disney cruise for Marvel day uh, let me know how the video looks <laughs> <laughs> my last Disney cruise was several years ago but if I ever go on another one I want to see you yeah that would be great I mean that'd be awesome <laughs> yeah I've been with the company 21 years and I have yet to do a Disney cruise you have yet to do a Disney cruise? I have yet to do a Disney cruise. Same. I have yet to do one, too. Uh, I well, they're wild. So let, I me, haven't eaten. let me know when you go. We'll see if we can figure it out. Then we'll do a Mighty Marvel Geeks Marvel Live production. Oh, that would be awesome. Or Marvel Let's Play. That would be really cool. I'd love that. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the aqueduct. Yeah, I, I can see that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that by that point I'd be at level seventy on um on uh which one is that I'm playing? Uh, oh yeah, um Strike Force. So you know, we'll see. Marvel Strike I love Marvel Strike Force. I when that first game first came out, I downloaded it, played it for who I don't know how many months, putting everything into it. And then Marvel Battle Lines came out and then I downloaded that and put everything into that, and then Marvel Future Fight. Like, oh man, my my mobile collection got so much and I was like, I can't keep up with this anymore. Yeah, but I, I, I'm the same way between Strike Force and Future. Future Fight and Puzzle Quest and Contest of Champions. I'm like the, the game that I loved the most that sunsetted the quickest was Marvel Tsum Tsum. Oh yeah, and I had a pretty good lineup too. Never played Marvel Tsum Tsum. It's gone. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Now, I, I, out. A, a few months ago, I had gotten a new phone, and I was about to travel for business, and I said, well, you know, I got a new phone, I got like a ton of data, uh, so, you know, maybe I'll download something. So I just happened to be talking to one of my uh, team leads at my job, and he turned me on to Strike Force. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know what – he warned me. He said, I just want to know this <laughs> in the day. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, you know, I, I've heard that before. You know, I, I'll play a mobile game. And then, you know, after a couple of months, I'm like, okay, I'm over it. No, he and I will find time. I, I talk to him because he's been playing way longer than I have. So I pump him for tips on, you know, what can I do to up my game? 
<laughs> yeah, it's I, I I'm obsessed with it. I just yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's great. And what I love most about it is they have created an animation for each character, so it feels so natural and unique. Another thing is I love how the person ducks down when the person behind is shooting. It's like that is so smart. Yes, like that's so smart. <laughs> I well, you know, I was I noticed that because I was uh, Star Lord's animation came up one time, and I'm like, yeah. He would do that. <laughs> I, I think if you've seen Star Lord, his stance, so he's kind of he's kind of got a little hip wiggle going with the stance, and I'm like, yeah, that's what he would do. Yep, yep. Yeah. It's like he's just one twitch away from dance off, bro. Yeah, but yeah. Punisher was my favorite in that game because he had that ability to just blow himself up and deal massive amounts of damage to everybody. Oh, or was yeah. that crossbones? No, crossbones. Crossbones did that. Crossbones. Crossbones, crossbones. crossbones. Yes. crossbones did that. Yes. Yeah, that. So, no, good. No, go ahead. no, you go ahead. Okay. So my question next is uh, looking back over all the Marvel games that you have played. Uh, I know it's it's too hard sometimes to pick a single favorite. Give me your top three. Ooh, that's what my entire life Marvel games I've played. Sure. Or, why not? Okay. Or okay. Or Marvel. That's well. okay. Great. Um. Oh, that's such a good question. Okay. So. Oh man. Marvel Ultimate Alliance Two has to be somewhere up in there. I bought an Xbox 360 bundle for Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 purposely for that game. The X-Men arcade cabinet has to be up there, I feel, because I spent so many quarters as a kid I hear you, that bro. game. <laughs> Same so here. So Same here. Um, and I would just love playing as Wolverine. Um, Spider-Man for PS2 or PS1. The first one that had like an open swinging world. I think that was PS2. That's definitely up there. Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Oh, man, this is so difficult. I mean, Marvel Spider-Man on PS4. <laughs> oh, man. Those would probably be up there. I mean, just for nostalgia fact, I mean, it's so funny. Like, when we play games as kids, we think that this is the best game of our lives. And as we continue getting older, we're like, yes, this was the best game I've ever played. Because there's nothing like the feeling of a kid playing a game for the first time. Mm -hmm. and, and, and those memories. So, like, if I'm thinking about memories, I would say Spider-Man on the PS1 uh, or the PS2 where you first open world swinging around is definitely up there. X-Men Cabinet and Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. I, I, love, those three. I love how you mentioned the cabinet game. Yeah, because absolutely. I, you know, people don't think about that because they're all into the Xbox, PlayStation, mm -hmm. and Switch, and, and all the the home consoles, but nobody seems to remember that, you know, once upon a time, these were not TV consoles. These were like big honking cabinets and dimly lit arcades where yeah. you just uh -huh. go in with a pocket full of quarters and nobody sees you for hours. Yeah. <laughs> Except yes. for people that you just continue, that you beat relentlessly as they line up to see if they, if they can take you. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, just saying. Back in the day, anyway. The, that yeah. was never the good. The Marvel Capcom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was never good at fighting games, so I steer, steered away from the Marvel versus Capcom. I was terrible at them. But I played a little bit of it, but I was never good. The X-Men one was really good, too. That was very similar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was an X-Men one to it. Yeah. X-Men yeah. versus Street Fighter, I think. Yeah. Well, there was also so, yeah. there was also an X-Men that was similar to, like, the, the Simpsons one where you always moved uh, from left yeah, to right. Yeah, that's what we're yeah. talking about. That's yeah. Yeah, that's X -Men. One, that's yes. That had, um, was it Wolverine? Storm, um, Wolverine, Cyclops, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler. Yeah. Colossus. Was Colossus yeah. in there? Yeah, 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 yeah Colossus right. yeah, yeah. Was in there. 
and the one thing I never could understand about that game, uh, okay, my my head my head cannon, my head continuity just could not come to grips with Wolverine's special attack being a laser claw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I wonder if I play that, that game that now. What thing. I would think. Yeah, it wasn't even a thing, but. Now, now, uh, in November, I know that uh, they announced that um, Marvel that that One Up is coming is releasing uh, the Marvel superheroes. Well, the home version yeah. of the superheroes game, and it actually has with it Children of the Atom. Yeah, and Punisher and- too. Uh, nice. Yeah, Punisher. Now, I forgot that you could either play as Punisher or Nick Fury in that game. I completely forgot about that. That's awesome. I never played that game. Uh, Ryan actually owns this. He bought it and he set it up in his house. And, uh, man, I was like, how was it? Well, like, it's amazing. Well, uh, Ryan, my, my wife was um, was messaging with Ryan on uh, Twitter. And so, and I guess she was asking, you know, asking his impressions of it. And, you know, he, he can only say so much a uh, short story of it is guess what this guy is getting for his birthday i'm just no. saying, oh, well, yes dude yes 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 yeah, awesome. so yeah i'm like you know what november november is gonna be a marvelous month <laughs> yes yes it will i just <laughs> say you know between this disney plus and uh one up and i think there's something there's something else that's marvel related that's happening in that month too uh, game related? I thought maybe because the next game is, we don't have a release date is Marvel Iron Man VR and Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, Avengers won't May, be next year, May. right? Yeah, yeah, Marvel's Avengers won't come out till May fifteenth, I think. Okay, yeah, May fourth. So, May fourth. No, okay, May on 15th. that subject, I'm sorry. On that subject, when they dropped the trailer for Marvel's Avengers, there was uh, there were a lot of memes going around about, uh, I think the most prevalent one was, you idiots, you've captured their stunt doubles. <laughs> I just, just commenting on how some of the characters really didn't look like the MCU versions. And, you know, you can't really expect that to be the case. I mean, you can't yeah. expect, you know, you can't really expect uh, Captain America to look like Chris Evans or mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But uh, did you see a lot of that yourself and uh otherwise what was what was the reaction that you were getting from from that trailer drop so i got to see the trailer a little bit before um the release of it uh it's sandy oh, i got to, I to san diego before it came out and i saw it before that when we, we flew to la to do some filming at marvel games in la and i uh, was lucky enough to play it too there which was really cool um I was very, very, very happy that and I, I think there's obviously reasons why they can't use um, actors likeness, but I'm glad they didn't and, and get I'm glad they didn't make it close because the cool thing about Marvel and their characters is so many people have different versions of them. You know, look at uh, Marvel's been uh, for uh, 80 years. There's yep. been different versions of Captain America, Iron Man, Spider-Man, et cetera, different costumes, different looks. This we have to think about it as two different mediums and two different, uh, you know, alternate realities, if you will. The MCU is its own. Marvel Games is its own. Uh, Marvel Comics, you know, is its own. And I think, I mean, you know, the Internet's going to say what it is and do what it is. And (laughs) you can never control what people say. Uh, I've had my fair share of comments online that, you know, you just see it and you shed a tear and you move on. Um, And I... 
I love what they did. I think it's great that they're making it their own. But I was, I was talking to a friend about this, and it's interesting because a lot of people in the world, the MCU is their first introduction into Marvel. You know, Iron Man, Marvel Studios Iron Man, Marvel Studios Avengers is a lot of people's first time into Marvel. And I never thought about that because I'm like, no, comics, guys. Com- I've been reading comics since I was like, you know, seven years old. Comics, comics, what? And a lot of people are saying, what do you mean comics? I, the movies are great. And you're like, oh, the movies are all that you know, which is okay, which is valid, awesome. Like if you're getting into the, if you're getting into this lore, if you're getting into this um, company that's awesome, like get in that way. But a lot of people forget about the comics and know that it's been going on for 80 years and know that these characters have started so far in the past and have been changed always. And it's okay. Change is good. And new people's creative choices are fantastic. So it's sort of like when we talked last week about how, you you realize there's a lot of fans who, you know, like you said, only watch the movies. So when they mm-hmm. announce at D23, She-Hulk, yeah. I was like, why are they making Hulk a female? Uh, yeah. They're not. <laughs> this is one of those times we're going to say, go read the comics. <laughs> go read the comics. Well, yeah. when uh, when they announced Black Panther, you know, and so, you know, I, I'm jazzed because, you know, my, my dad, I, I've been reading comics since I was like, I don't know, five, six years old. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and so, you know, I was all jazzed about it. And, you know, my dad's all excited. But my mom has no knowledge outside of what she sees on TV when it comes to comics. And so she says to me, she said, I was talking to somebody at church about that Black Panther movie. And they said they just made that. They just made that because they needed a black hero. And I'm like, Mom, Black Panther has been around since was it 1968 60s, yeah 60 something it was, it was like I, I said it was I believe it was 1968 I said as a matter of fact it was uh, I believe it was Fantastic Four Fed, number 53 uh, 52 July 1966 I looked it up I googled it <laughs> I do not know that off the top of my head <laughs> so then mom's like he's been around that long I'm like yeah she goes well the person says I was like well that person is wrong mom <laughs> you need to go up to that person say bless your heart and just smack him upside the head. Give your him a fantastic four issue 52 and tell him to read it. <laughs> your, your son is on a Marvel podcast. You think I would know this? <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Did you see what I was reading the whole time I was in the house? Oh, well, a chunk of what I was reading. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those things that you told me to clean up, you know? Yeah. Those things. Okay, but know, it, but... it, can't, it can't be as bad as you, you tell your mother about stuff you're talking about on the show and then she turns around and sends you links to the topic as if you don't know about it and she's sharing it with you for the first time as if she heard it before you and you're like <laughs> i told you about this mom oh okay yeah <laughs> we gotta love mothers yep we definitely do yep yeah. oh man <laughs> Well, you know, at least so far, knock on wood, she has not mistaken uh, any characters I like for uh, anybody that may be a part of the distinguished competition. <laughs> I will That's say good. that. I will say that. That's clever. That's clever. I see what you did. So. <laughs> Question for you. Favorite yeah. Marvel cartoon? 
past Whoa. or present? Oh, man. I mean, I mean, first thing that comes to mind is the X-Men animated series. I mean, how could you not? Uh, you know, I was, I think, every Saturday morning, was it? Um, yeah. Getting yeah. up and watching that. It was on Fox, I think, right? It was. Yeah. It was. Um, yeah, I remember. Two is when it started, I believe. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Like, when you hear anybody that grew up in, in the 90s, when they hear that, it's just nostalgia. Like, goosebumps, they sing it. There's no better, you know, start start of a TV show. There's none. Uh, actually, um, I think there's one. There's one. <laughs> How did I know you were going there? It could have been worse. It could have been... Which was the 1977 oh, Amazing problem. Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. The, I, the 1977 Amazing Spider-Man. I, I didn't see that one. That was before my time. Did um, you ever see any of the early, uh, the early Marvel, the stuff from the, from the 60s, like uh, the Iron Man? Uh, there was like Iron Man, Captain America, Fantastic Four, Submariner. Those are the four, right? No. No. Spider-Man, yeah, Spider-Man yeah. Hulk, Invincible Iron Man, Captain America, and Fantastic Four. Invincible Iron Man. It's kind of like, you know when you're watching like He-Man? Man and and Fat Albert and stuff from from uh, yeah. animation, and it's painfully obvious that they reuse animation from from show to show. Yeah, yes. I definitely noticed that. <laughs> It is so much more pronounced in those old shows. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like mm-hmm. you see one shot and then it's like, oh, well, here, if we turn the cell upside down, <laughs> they'll never notice. See, that was what and was so great about the about the end credit scene with Spider-Man 2099 going to the mm. 1960s yes! Spider-Man. Oh, cartoon. man. Yes. I'm pointing at you. No, I'm pointing at you. I'm pointing at you. I'm pointing at you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Spider-Man 2099 was fantastic. Spider-Man uh, 1994, I think, or 95 when it started. I remember yeah. that. And then Spider-Man yeah. Unlimited. I loved Spider-Man Unlimited. That was yeah. with uh, Neil Patrick yeah. Harris, right? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Uh, the, MP- now, the MTV. Spider-Man in there, too. Say it again. Spectacular Spider-Man. That wasn't that one, but no, yeah. that was the yeah. one. Spectacular. Yeah. And then uh, the new, an- they think they did the new animated series. Right. Yeah. Uh, was now, another one. There was, uh, there was that uh, Avengers, Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. That was that was mm-hmm. a box though. Yep. But it was it didn't have the big three in it. Like you know, you saw them in the opening credits, but you never actually saw Iron Man, Thor, or Captain and, America. Right. And but Hulk, Hulk was in it too. Yeah. Though. I believe Hulk was in it. Hulk in it. Yeah. Was Hulk in I think it? So. Yeah. Then you also had One, the Avengers United We Stand. Mm. Oh yeah, that was the Avengers United We Stand. Or United They Stand. Sorry. Yes. Yes. That was the one because that was the one like in the opening credits, you saw Cap, Thor and uh, Iron Man. But like, I I don't ever remember seeing them in the series. It was United We Stand. Like it had it had Scarlet Witch. I think Vision may have been in it. it had Wonder Man. I remember those three for sure. Yeah. Did, did you guys ever see the uh, Fantastic Four back in the 60s? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. Those are so much fun. Those are so much fun. And I own the complete series of the 94 oh animated. you do oh yeah that's awesome on dvd you that's know, really cool. that was actually a decent series yeah the costumes were a little different but I mean, it worked with that show right remember so, and then x-men evolution i remember that oh yeah. that was so good evolution. loved evolution yeah that was the one like where they they kind of moved them back to high school right yeah yes yeah they were younger yeah 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 bayport bayport high okay. yeah nice now during your time at marvel what has 
been your favorite Marvel moment? Mm. And it could be from guests to the, to the world premieres. Talking to us. My favorite. Mar- Are you talking to? <laughs> My favorite Marvel moment is Comic Con, uh, and I know it's kind of broad. So I'm a very energetic, loud person, um, and being able to be on a Comic Con stage and just pulling my entire energy out there is so much fun. And there's nothing like a comic. Been doing it on a Comic Con stage. Like there's nothing like being at Comic Con and seeing fans and seeing the stars come together, seeing the games come together the developers the voice actors everyone just like talking about what they love uh at the marvel booth Uh, there's there's nothing like it and yeah everyone is in high it's funny like because i'm from theater so i'm used to doing tech rehearsals which for those of you who don't know what tech is it's when you incorporate video and sound and lights uh for theater uh for like three days 12 hours a day and you just do it. It's like you're eating the you know the snackiest food. You're drinking the most caffeinated drinks, and it's so it's a slog. Uh, Comic- the, the, a- the actual reality behind tech rehearsals is to see how long before the actors piss off the technicians. <laughs> I, see, I say that two I say hours. that as an audio engineer. <laughs> yeah. So actors will piss them off in two hours. Not even. <laughs> <laughs> I need to use the bathroom. No, stay on your mark. I need to put lights on you. <laughs> um, and so Comic Con. For me, one week of Comic-Con is kind of like tech in terms of like, you know, it's a, it's a lot of work. You're, you're grinding. It's 10, 12-hour days, and you're doing it. And at the end of Comic-Con, everyone's like exhausted. But me, I'm like, let's do another week. And everyone's like, shut up, Josh. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Because I love it, I, I it's it, I love it. Uh, so Comic Cons are always my favorite moments, um, and I think they will continue to be. Because uh, nothing will ever be as grand and as beautiful as seeing Marvel fans seeing what they love and doing what they love. So to play off that just a little bit, Josh, yeah. uh, how would you say your background in the theater and in improv has? has helped prepare you for the role of a host? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so I grew up as an only child. Uh, it was just me and my mom. It's been me, me, me and my mom. And I had these closets with mirrors in front of them. And I would always act to myself and perform to myself and interview myself, which sounds really stupid now that I say it out loud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've always been very outgoing. And theater has helped me with ta- like learning on my feet, working with different people, long hours, understanding there's tons of different creative sides to what you're showcasing, knowing that it's not about you. When I'm on stage, it's I make it apparent that it's, um, it's it's not me that people are here for. It's who I'm interviewing, who I'm talking to, the developer I'm talking to, the co-creator of comics. Their work is the reason why I am here today, is the reason why we are showcasing this. And I think acting is, or theater has taught me to, it's weird because you think theater would give you an ego, but I think it had the opposite effect on me because it's like, it's not, a, it's not about attention. It's not about, I want people's attention. It's the opposite. I want to celebrate this moment with you, um, is how I feel. And just being able to talk in front of people and and be like like the outgoing nature of it and when i was in theater for college we had to do costuming lighting stage managing it wasn't just acting so having all those backgrounds understanding that there's so many minds in the kitchen and respect them all and respect everyone around you because everyone is working and everyone is trying their best yep it was, the same, it was the same thing with me. You know, I had to take some acting classes even as a technician, so I understood where you guys were coming from. Yeah. So uh, before we get into one of our favorite segments of the show, what are your three go-to Marvel books each month? Ooh. Currently right now? Currently right now. 
absolute carnage has to be up there. It, oh my gosh, what Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman are doing, it's just they're knocking it out of the park. Um, Spider-Man, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, anything with Spider-Man I love. Uh, Immortal Hulk is, oh my gosh, Immortal Hulk is amazing. For those of you who have not read Immortal Hulk, pick it up right now. Um, I'm, I'm going through my comicsology right now to figure, to see what's going on. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Uh, Thanos, Thor, War of the Realms was amazing. Um, yes. For those of you who haven't read War of the Realms, it's like Jason Aaron is one of my favorite favorite writers. Um, Matthew uh, Matthew Rosenberg, uh, what he does with the Punisher, and what he did with Uncanny X Men. What? Well, <laughs> there's so much stuff. Literally, Marvel is having. Having its peak creativity right now, and I'm so happy to live in this and be in this because um, the comics we're getting are just out of this world. Man, you're hyping me up. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I, I, I went to I went to the shop yesterday, and I'm like, like, dude, now now I you know the good things I'm actually off tomorrow, but I got things to do. But you're making me want to like kick it like it's 1991 and stay up all night read. <laughs> that's that's what I do. Chip Zdarsky, Spider Man life story like seeing spider-man like peter parker age as he would actually age and realize you're oh, oh my god my mind is blown i, lo- I love sadarsky's take on spider-man yeah it's um, it's unreal it's yeah. hard not to like Aaron too. I mean, yeah. just whether he's doing uh, whether he's doing Star Wars or he's doing Thor mm-hmm. or uh, I think he was doing Doctor Strange there for a while. Um, yeah. It's just Thor God Butcher is one of my favorite series of Jason Aaron's, uh, and I'll never forget that. Uh, if anyone's haven't read it, it's it's strongly recommended. Well, wow. yeah, Dance Lots, Fantastic Four, uh, <laughs> so like the Amazing Spider Man. The, the list goes on. Um, the list goes on. Well, that's going to bring us to that moment. Here are the picks of the week. And Eric, why don't you start us off and then we're going to go round by round and we're going to get Josh's valuation of our picks. Yeah, no pressure there. (laughs) Okay, uh, my first pick of the week is a number one and surprise, surprise, this Jason Aaron book. It is King Thor 1 of 4. Superstars Jason Aaron and Isad Ribic conclude their epic Thor story. The creators of the legendary Thor God of Thunder series that kicked off one of the most epic runs in Marvel history are back together for one last ride with the almighty Lord of Asgard. Seven years ago, Jason and Nisad introduced the Thor of the far future, all father of a broken realm and a dying universe as he stood in battle against the Butcher of Gods, wielder of all black, the Necrosword. Now that nefarious blade has returned in the hands of Thor's all-time greatest enemy, his brother Loki, for one final cataclysmic showdown. Behold the book no comics fan should miss. The celebration of the end of a truly marvelous era. Okay. Colin, your first pick of the week. My first pick of the week is Moon Knight Annual Number One, uh, brought to us by Cullen Bunn, Ibrahim Mustafa, and Bill of Tan. Moon Knight battles Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror has found a way to rewrite history in its own image. But when the chance to settle an ancient grudge against the Egyptian god Khonshu, uh, tempts Kang, the, the process is interrupted and time and reality quickly goes haywire. Now, Khonshu's avatar, Moon Knight, must find a way to fix the time stream before Kang is able to complete his goal. But with time acting erratically, there's no telling where Moon Knight will end up or when. Okay. Well, my first pick of the week from Nick Spencer, Kev Walker, and Francesco Mana. It's Amazing Spider-Man number 29. This is going to be the longest 
uh, solicit for for this round. The aftershocks from Mary Jane's recent decision are felt throughout throughout Spider-Man's life. With that, throwing Peter's life into upheaval, a supervillain rearing their head is not helpful. So that's our first round. Uh, Josh, what do you think? I think those are so fantastic. So King Thor, God Butcher, absolutely. I have not read any Moon Knight. I couldn't read it as a kid because my family thought it was too violent. So now I'm trying to catch up on all of that I'm missing, especially with the reveal of Marvel Studios' Moon Knight on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> uh, I, I, dude, I will tell you, if you can, uh, probably, because uh, I didn't come across Moon Knight till later. I looked out uh, before they discontinued it. I, I managed to get volumes one, two, and three of the Essential Moon Knight collections. If you can get your hands on those. Yeah. I yeah. got Marvel Unlimited, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add these to my list for sure. There you go, man. Do yourself a favor. Yes, thank you. And then Amazing Spider-Man, Nick Spencer, you can't go wrong with that. So, I mean, I, I love them all. Can I love them all? Is that an option? That sure. is an option. <laughs> so I have to choose the best one? Is that the thing? If you want to. If you have a favorite of our three picks, go for it. If not, hey, there's no shame in saying you like them all. I like them all. I would say Jason Aaron's Thor Godbutcher run edges it slightly. Works for me. Eric, your <laughs> second pick. My second pick is one that I, I kind of stole from Mike because <laughs> I thought he had made his picks already because usually I'm the last one of the bunch to do so. And uh, this is one that he normally picks uh, or a character he normally picks. This one is Gwenpool Strikes Back, number two of five by Lee Williams, David Baldon, and Terry Dodson. Breaking up the first family of Marvel, Gwen's mission to make sure she matters to Marvel <laughs> leads her to a new occupation. Homewrecker. She's going to use her newly discovered powers to mess with the Fantastic Four so they can never forget her, or she'll die trying. <laughs> okay, Kylan, your second pick. My second pick is Swordmaster number three, brought to us by Shizu, Gunji, Greg Pak, and Ariel, and Indito. If I'm wrong, I would love everybody to come on to the show and correct me, please. <laughs> Gods of War. Swordmaster faces the fight of his life against a mysterious warrior woman in our time and a horrifying battle against Chiyu, the god of war, in the past. Uh, what's real and what's a nightmare? And what does it reveal about the true nature of Lin Lai's terrifying sword? Meanwhile, in New York, Swordmaster and Shang-Chi face an entirely different god of war in a conflict that could precipitate a massive shift of power in Marvel's mighty pantheons. Okay. Well, my second pick of the week, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna be struggling with these names. Uh, Ron Ryan North. Oh, wait. Derek Charm. Erica Henderson. Of course, it's the team behind another one of my favorite books, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number 48. Things that go from bad to worse as Brain Drain is still missing and the greatest villains in Marvel history team up to take out the one thing that stood in their way. Our hero, Doreen Green. With Melissa doing everything she can to destroy Squirrel Girl, is there anything Doreen can do to survive? Gosh, I hope so because it'd be nice if we actually make it to number 50. But technically, you never know, especially when Squirrel Girl's first villain, Doctor Doom, is involved. I don't want to say more because of spoilers. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> but trust us when we say this is a bonkers issue in which bonker, bonkers things happen, and you should definitely order it right now. So that's going to wrap up round two. What do you yes. think, Josh? Love it. Um, Gwenpool coming back into the Marvel Universe. 
so good for the Marvel comics. Uh, she's just so wacky. Uh, I read her first issue when it came out earlier this month, or I guess technically August. Uh, and she was she teamed up with Spider Man, which is great. Yep. Um, so that was good. I mean, Greg Pak, you can't go wrong with him and Swordmaster. Uh, what I love is comics um, are now showcasing a lot of um, like Asian stories, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's giving a voice to to that side of the world, which is not that we don't have that many comics of that. So I'm glad that's happening. And um, for me to learn a lot about that, I think it's you can't go wrong. And then Squirrel Girl and Doctor Doom. If anybody remembers that Squirrel Girl defeated Doctor Doom way back in the day. Yep. Um, so it's good to see them back in a comic again. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so, Eric, final picks of the week. My final regular pick of the week is another number two of five. This is Age of Conan Valeria, number two of five by Meredith Finch, Annika, and Jay Anaquito. A deadly force closes in on Valeria. Valeria's quest for revenge brings her one step closer to her brother's killer. But a mysterious stranger with deadly intent has picked up her trail. And what secrets do the Knights of Mitra hold? And how do they link to Valeria's past? Plus, the next chapter of an all-new novella featuring one of Conan's greatest nemeses, the wizard Thoth Amon, or Thoth Amon if you're down south. (laughs) (laughs) Kylan, you're final pick. My final pick is Daredevil number 11, uh, brought to us by Chip Skidarsky, Lalit Kumar Sharma, Julian Titino Tedesco, and Marco Cicchetto. Through Hell Begins Here, which is a perfect re- uh, time for everybody to jump on this book. Uh, Matt struggles with his inner demons. Duty and Honor Bound, Detective Cole North continues hunting the vigilantes of New York. His first target... Spider-Man. The devil still runs the kitchen, but who or what are they? Okay. Well, my final pick of the week is uh, from Tom Taylor, Leonard Kirk, and Phil Noto. It's Star Wars Age of the Resistance Supreme Leader Snoke number one, The Devil's Apprentice. Supreme Leader Snoke's brutal training of Kylo Ren begins. Will the sadistic Snoke break his tormented prodigy, or has he underestimated the son of Han and Leia? So what you think of our final picks of the week? Oh, man, you guys, you guys have been doing this for a bit, haven't you? Because you guys are not choosing anything bad. <laughs> I mean, not like there is anything bad. But, um, yeah, Star Wars, Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor's a fantastic writer, so Snoke, uh, there's so many questions I have with him. Um, you know, barring my Star Wars thoughts from a different we're not even going to get to that um, so I'm very curious um, what uh, who and what Snoke is um, Daredevil oh my gosh Chip Sadarsky, Sadarsky has been crushing it with Daredevil he has mm-hmm. relinquished the Daredevil costume he is no longer at least in the previous um, couple uh, comics that have been out by now um, so he's dealing with that and who he is and should he be a hero and, and oh man it's just so much conflict I mean Matt Murdock his conflict <laughs> that is the number thing number one thing that he deals yeah, with you know, that's he is I, you know ever since I was a kid I loved Daredevil just because mm. I got that conflict you know yeah. I, I corrected that yeah everything he does conflict there has to be something going on and it's how he deals with that remind yeah. me the first one one more time the first pick uh, the third Age of Conan Valeria yes Age of Conan Valeria for, perfect um, yeah so Age of Conan um, we just uh, Marvel just recently uh, started writing Conan uh Conan about a couple months back because we just started doing it again and they have been running wild with all these awesome stories set in this world I love this time period 
uh, like things are barbaric, blood hungry, bloodthirsty. Um, you just see the most wild things happen, uh, and it's awesome. Yeah, one of the the earliest comics that I remember reading uh, when I'm young enough to remember was a Conan that was published by Marvel. Yeah. So I have been all over the Conan stuff once Marvel got it back. Yeah, uh, it's, absolutely. It's, it's pure the nostalgia factor, but it's been awesome storytelling. Amazing. Uh, Jason Aaron was doing the Conan run a little bit earlier um, when they first got him. I'm not, I wonder if he's still doing it. But Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger posted a photo of him with the Conan comic when they first started doing it. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so that was really cool. Yeah, it, it tends to be we all end up um, each month. Th- there are like certain books that we know others don't touch unless it, it gets to right before show and it hasn't been picked mm-hmm. like like Gwynpool. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I was late this time. Have you guys been reading House of X and Powers of X by Jonathan Hickman? I have not. Oh, I I have not. It's wild. It is wild. Um, it takes place in like a far future and there's like these plans that allow mutants to teleport. It's, it's wild. It's the great thing I love about Jonathan Hickman is it feels like a novel where you have to read the lore behind it, the reasons behind it and what's going on in the world. So it feels it's very meaty. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, I'm a big D&D guy, so I love it. I love uh, stuff like oh, that. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> so, Eric, why don't you hit us up with the Marvel Unlimited pick? Okay, so I some days, there are some weeks when it's when it's my pick to pick the Marvel Unlimited. I have a clear vision of what I what I want to pick. Uh, I was not uh, this was not one of those weeks, and I was fumbling around. I'm just gonna, I'm going to credit Marvel Unlimited app for this because I pulled up the app and they said character. Sp- Spotlight on Black Knight. Yes, and of course we were we were talking about this in in last week's uh, issue. But you know we don't have shows here; we have issues, uh, as well. You may guess, and so I thought you know we were talking about Kit Harrington being Black Knight, and I thought you know this is a perfect tie-in because if you heard that, and like we discussed earlier in the show, if the MCU is your only exposure to Marvel, you're not going to know who this guy is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't so, know who he was. <laughs> I remember him from The Defenders. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's not Batman. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm thinking of Nighthawk. Sorry. I'm thinking of Nighthawk. See, that's no, how he was. He was. He was in The Defenders, in, uh, at least on Marvel Unlimited, uh, Defenders number four. Okay. He showed up. Okay. Then I, I feel better now. But uh, this week's Marvel Unlimited pick is Black Knight Volume 1, number one, from May of 19. 1955. Ooh. Penciled by Joe Manili, written and edited by Stan Lee. That's and great. This is actually Arthurian legend version of Black Knight mm-hmm. because this is taking place in Camelot. It is. Uh, it, it's got supporting characters like you know King Arthur, Merlin, Knights of the Round Table. Uh, he's fighting Modred the Evil and Morgan Le Fay. Mm. So yeah, I, I mean this is this is Arthurian legend in comic book format. Yeah, I got, I definitely got to read up on Black Knight, um, especially after the announcement. I've been reading The Internals, um, obviously conceived and drawn by the, the fabulous Jack Kirby. Uh, and I, oh my gosh, I'm blown away. I, I knew nothing about The Eternals, and I now I can't stop reading it. And then Neil Gaiman uh, wrote some Eternals um, back in the 2000s, I think. Um, so, and it's on Marvel Unlimited, so it's fantastic. Where can... Yeah. 
Go ahead. I'm no, sorry. Go ahead, Eric. No, I was just going to echo you know, how how great Unlimited is. It's like Netflix for comic books. And yeah. sometimes, mm-hmm. I like it, like case in point, I go to an oil change. I sit there in the dealership. I do not really want to watch the lame TV shows they've got broadcasting on the TV. So I'll just pull out my phone, start pulling up Unlimited, and just start reading. Oh, yeah. Yep. There's so much in my library. There's like over 2,000 comics in my library. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 2000 I'm looking at it right now 2945 wow <laughs> where can people find you online oh uh, yeah uh, you can follow me uh, on Instagram uh, Josh Soleil uh, or on Twitter Josh D. Soleil because Josh Soleil was taken so great um, uh, www.joshsoleil.com uh, for all, all info and news if you guys are going to be at New York Comic Con come say hi we'll be at the Marvel booth and I just got word yesterday that I'll be hosting um, the Marvel Games panel at Madison Square Garden on October 4th sweet um, so that I can't believe that it's going to be uh, insane uh, and it's with Bill Roseman and Angelique Rocher uh, we'll all be on the stage together and it's it's going to be a dream it's a dream come back. I'm shocked <laughs> I'm so, you fi- so you finally get to play the garden <laughs> you finally get to play the garden we're going to come out with the guitar and bomb it and everyone's going to be like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> bring a drum so, kit and trip over it right I'll bring, I'll bring Rock Band out that's a Marvel game right ladies <laughs> <laughs> and gentlemen guitar hero well, well, you know if you play Iron Man that kind of counts or, yeah. or you get the, or you get the ACDC version. Oh, that's since, since that's most of the Iron Man 2 soundtrack. Yeah, yeah that's true. There you go. <laughs> so, well, we thank you for joining us this week. Mike, Kylan, Eric, thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure and such so much fun. Um, you guys are terrific. You're true Marvel fans, and I can tell by how, you know, what we did today, like, how much you love these comics, and it's really fun to just hang out and geek out with people. So, thank you so much. Well, oh, you're welcome Our back pleasure. anytime you want to. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> I appreciate it. And, and we're we're glad Thursday allowed you into the the lair this week too, because usually she's very picky. She's a little territorial, Josh. I don't know if you picked up on that. <laughs> she tried to tase me last week. She tried to tase you? Yeah. That's own fault. Just kidding. <laughs> and then she said that. <laughs> I don't think that was funny. I have a sense of humor. I don't think that was funny. I think she's jealous of the hell of us. No sign of unusual brain activity. <laughs> the soundboard is so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, this does bring us to a close. Go follow Josh. If you're at New York Comic Con, go catch him in person. If not, definitely check into Marvel.com each week and watch Marvel Let's Play. Um Every Wednesday at four o'clock. Uh, Marvel Contest of Champions uh, Summoner Showdown every Wednesday for Marvel Let's Play um, happens when it happens. <laughs> okay. Um, until next time, Thursday, if you would please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope. Just time to go dark. <laughs> Thank you for pressing the self-destruct button. Have a nice day. Just kidding.